1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
0: Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Well, we promised him last night and he was asleep Brushed on the couch. What? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but he's to his word. He said, I'll catch up with you guys tomorrow night, which is tonight. Uh, and we speak of none other than Maddie Johns and he's on the line right now. How are you, Maddie?
2: Hey, Sats. Hey, Badge. How are you, boys?
0: Good. Really good. Really good. Thanks for taking the time out. Um, how have you enjoyed the, the first five weeks so far in the, uh, the NRL comp, Maddie?
2: So I've really enjoyed it. You know, I, I um, it's funny. I, was, I wrote about this tomorrow, just a little sidebar in my column. I said, talking about how we are as you know, what the nature of rugby league and its supporters. I suppose all of us as well. I said AFL is like a male model who looks himself in the mirror and likes what it sees, and can't believe that the rest of the world's not as in love with it. I said the rugby union is like a boy scout lost in the woods without a compass. And rugby league is a cannibal; it eats itself alive, and then complains about the taste. I think the football's been fair. I think, it's, I think the football's been great. It's been hampered a little bit because of the rain, uh, all the rain that's been around. But honestly, to listen, you know, to some people around, people going, "Oh, mate, the game. It's oh, it's you know, it's this, and the wrestle's taken hold, and the game's suffering, and it's bad." And a lot of times it's the same people who last year were saying, "Oh, there's too many blowouts and these six to gents." It's just going, mate. You know, can anyone? You know, I, I personally, I'm really enjoying the football. Yes, there's a few bludges over the weekend, every weekend, but I think as a as a rule, I think the standard's really good.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now we wanted to get you on last night originally to talk about Latrell Mitchell, his injury, eight weeks, and. Let's just say that Origin 1 is out for Latrell Mitchell because of lack of game time. Yeah. And uh, we, we spoke to Brandy, uh, all our very good mate in Brandy, the other day about you know, who could be a possible replacement. You know, Tommy Chaboyevich on the right side, who goes on the left. And before you get your answer about who could be a possible um, fill-in for Latrell, this is what Brandy had to say about, about Tommy. When you talk about replacements, Latrell, is it specific left-hand side players that you would look at? Of
3: course, Tom can play left or right. You're not pigeonholed into picking one or the other. You could play Tom on the left or right and go with the centre that you felt more comfortable with and just focusing on if you were trying to replace Luttrell just with a left centre.
0: So... In saying that, reading yep. between the lines, if they think they've got a Katoni Staggs who is so aggressive on the yeah. right and move Tommy to the left, do you think that doesn't destabilise the New South, New South Wales side at all?
2: No, I think Brandy's right, particularly because Tom's that fullback and it doesn't worry him what side of the ball he receives. It. He receives it. on the left hand side, he's sort of got that more bias when on those sweep mm. options to pass. Where the right, he sort of straightens a little bit, but he pretty, he can play right across the park. I think, like I think Origin. Would be the making of Tony Stags, particularly listen to Brandy. If if that's their plan, like they did last year, you know, having allowing the centres to roam, that that's what I really like. What I loved about it, I, I can never understand how you can have sometimes such a brilliant centre, yet force him to stay in a ten meter corridor. And I've said to coaches and you know, players before, I said, mate. Go back and have a look at the Raiders, like badge your size, and have a look how well the centers would link and play together, and you hop on the outside of that badge. It was such a, such a weapon. If you've got great players like that, you've just got you've got to let them have their heads. Mm-hmm. If you look up, you know, and you're Tom Trebovich or Latrell Mitchell or Catoni, if you look up in front of you and you don't like what you see, then as the ball comes your way, just swing to the other side. Uh, it can be a mismatch as far as athleticism, too. It's it's win win. So yeah, I I think, you know, I think Katoni, for to a certain extent, you're picking him on potential, because he is inconsistent. But as I said before, mate, I think, I think there are other people at the moment probably more deserving. But I think he could have a massive impact.
1: Get your best players and put them in the team and find a spot for them. The old, uh, yeah, it's it's early to be talking Origin, isn't it? Matty, we're just five, as yeah. that said, we're five weeks in. I'm just, imagine you're sitting there. Are you wearing your Knights cap or your Sharks cap?
2: Well, Matty, I, I bet 11 years at Newcastle, so I'm Knights. Nice. <laughs> Born and, and bred. The, the uh, oldest bloke there. But I tell you what, geez, I'm, I'm enjoying watching watch the Sharks at the moment. They real, love their brand of football. Uh, I, I think... The way they've recruited in the off season, I think, it's probably I don't ever recruit a better in their history. They've got they've got Finucan for leadership, um, they've got Hines for direction, and they've got Fitzgibbon for success. And I reckon you can just tell now that Fitz is going to be there for a long, long time. I, I reckon he will he will be what Trent Robinson and and uh, Craig Bellamy has been for their clubs. I think he could be there for yeah. 15, 20 years, he's that, he's that good at coach bloke? I hear mm. all the things about him. He's a winner. He's uh, he did so many good things as a player. He's bided his time. He rejected jobs when he was ready five years ago. Mastered his craft. And the thing that underpins everything with with, with Fitzie is he's just such a great play, uh, blo- great bloke. He's got empathy for his players, and you can see already that they want to win for him. Yeah. So wow. I think uh, that's that's a huge pickup. Cronulla and I, I love the way they're playing their football. They're just playing with a slight point of difference, and it's funny because you always think about Melbourne and there's one thing, one area where Melbourne don't get beaten. It's in the power and yardage game, but I actually think Cronulla can beat them in that in that area Saturday night. Um, they're young forwards and you know led by the experienced bloke in, in Finucane are just powering through the middle. They've got a lot of energy, and they're two outside backs, Katoa and Mulletana. Mate, they're they're great finishers, but mate, they they play twos and threes. They're just bent in the line
0: back. Mm. They are. Yeah. Phil Walsh, former Adelaide Crows coach, which is who's unfortunately is no longer with us. I remember he once uh, listening to him, Matty, talking about the three things you need to, to determine to win a big battle, and let's say a big battle is a grand final. You need field position, firepower, and morale. Now, field position, well, that's how the the game plays out and if you've got the right players and the right positions they get you there and then they've got the morale obviously because they're a happy club they've got a good coach like you said firepower is a big one and he used to use the likes of as an example you've got to have a Wayne Carey or a Buddy Franklin to, to win those yep, big games superstar. do do Cronulla have that firepower yet and could we be talking about Nico Hines being that firepower by the time finals come round
2: uh, yeah it could be Nick like I reckon if Nico when Nico was leaving Melbourne, there were a few clubs that were coming in for him. And when he went to play under Fitzy, I was, I was really, I was, real, I, I, was I, I was happy, but I was relieved as well. I, I've had a bit, bit to do with Nico, and he's such a sensational young bloke, really talented. Uh, he's pers, he, he's, he's got there through perseverance. He's been kicked more than most players. He just keeps getting up, and I've got a great affection for him. He's a sensitive young bloke. And so that's why I had concerns. When he left Melbourne, I thought, I just hope he doesn't end up playing under a coach who's going to be volatile and use and abuse him a little bit. But going to Fitzy is absolutely perfect for Mm -hmm. him. So, yeah, he could be that bloke. I I think one thing I like about the Sharks, they've got a few scallywags in their side. And, you know, as you blokes know, those scallywags in the dressing room, they're the blokes who sort of, I reckon sometimes lift the morale, particularly going into big games, get everybody going. Uh, So, and, and, you know, one of those blokes is like Andrew Fafita. He's had a pretty rough couple of years, but I reckon, like, Farnukin's made a massive difference to all the young forwards. But, mate, this is the most interested I've seen Fafita for two or three seasons. Yeah. Like, you can see the way he's playing. He wants to be there. He's up for the fight every week. So, now, he's one of those characters. He's one of those blokes that I think when he buys in and he's up for the fight, he gets everyone going.
1: Yeah. Who were those blokes that you had when you, you know, your your Knights teams, your successful teams that you had? I, don't know, I know you and your brother had a lot yeah. to do with that, but who were the other well, blokes? We had, mate, yeah, you know, Badge, we had, I was talking to Peter
2: Sharp about this, you know, because he bumped around a few clubs, did a little bit of coaching, but a lot of assistant coaching. And uh, great bloke, Sharpie, he he said to me, he said the, the most difficult thing or he said the alarming thing in the modern game, which and he told me this about five years ago, I think to an extent start to change, he said was just the lack of leaders at clubs. And he said particularly, he said the mid middle to lower clubs, he said some of those clubs have just got, you know, got, there's no leadership amongst the players. He said there's no one for them to follow, he said, whereas... Those years when you blokes were winning comps at Newcastle and you had success, he said, "Mate, he goes look, and He said, "I reckon he's had about five or six yeah. that everyone would get behind, and Chief was the one. Like he, he was the king. Everyone looked after, you know, looked up to Chief. But you yeah, you had Joey there who would be bouncing off the walls before games. <laughs> and I remember the before the night before we beat Manly in '97." we had a team meeting with Mal, Mal really the coach, and everyone. It was a little staid. It was a little, oh, you know, we've got to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was in a bit of a rush to go to movies. And then we're having dinner, and Chief said, I thought that was, yes, mate, we can do better than that. We need more, than that." And I was like, oh, yeah, mate, meeting for a meeting. Here we go again. Anyway, Chief got us all into a room and went around and just said, "Right, there was no coaches, just the players, and said, we're going to go around one by one. I want everyone to say... What this game tomorrow means, and Mark Glanville, who was a great player at the Knights, he he was one of the first blokes ever signed for the Knights, and he had lots of bad injuries throughout his career, but that was going to be his very last game for the Knights after ten years, you know, two hundred odd games. And mm. M.G. you'll even tell yourself, he he was the sort of guy that um, if they he used to say if they if they didn't pay me, I wouldn't be here. Which for us, all us young blokes. It sort of surprised us. You know, you sort of get, you know, where he's, where he's coming from. Now, he was a cold hard professional, and he was the last one chief went to, and there was just silence. And when we turned around, he was crying in the crying in the room. And at that point, Joey jumped up on the bed, and I won't say the exact words he said, <laughs> but he said, "Mate, we've we've already beat him," and and it was. Like, we went, yes, we know we're going to win tomorrow and that just shows you a bloke who's that sort of scallywag personality he's got that um you know he's got that bit of go in him is a great player as well that just you know he just ignites everybody else
0: definitely yeah i think with uh, 89 and 2015 one of the, the greatest grand finals of all time Matty. now we we asked our listeners if they could ask you a question zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. and the listener said He admired Phil Blake and the the chip-kicking game that he he had was uh, prolific in his game. Did Matty and Joey ever, were they influenced by Phil Blake and his chip-kicking game? Because both you and Joey used it quite often to success. Yeah.
2: Well, we used to, to a certain extent. um, And then when Warren came, Warren would say, Warren Ryan, he'd say, listen, I don't mind just chipping, but just if it doesn't come off, you will be playing reserve great. So we used to <laughs> tuck it away a little bit, but yeah, he used to you know, like uh, yeah, we used to watch Blakey a lot. Man, I, I remember when he first hit, and uh, around eighty one, eighty two, Blakey, and he scored. I think what, he scored about thirty, thirty two tries in his debut season. Mm. He was just a phenomenon. And talking to a lot of blokes who played with him when he went to South, George Piggins apparently just let Blakey have his head, and he wouldn't even he'd, he'd do ball work with the side. But he just let him go and do his own training elsewhere because he was he was such a pro. So, um, but yeah, I, I think all those great players influence you know, have influence on everyone.
0: Yeah. Well Maddie could sit here and talk to you for hours about the game. Great fun. We didn't even get into half our discussion, oh, but uh we're always, getting the wind up here. Seriously. Always enjoyable to talk to you. Hey, um enjoy the footy this weekend. Maddie, thanks for joining us on Sports Day.
2: Hey, pleasure, boys, no problem.
1: Time now for our top sports update. Tristan Merlahan is uh, is on the line. The man that knows uh, knows it all uh, about uh, about top sport. Everything that's going on. And uh, Tristo, how are you, mate? Preparing for a big Easter.
3: Yeah, getting ready for Big Easter. We've got a big weekend of sport and racing, obviously a good Friday tomorrow and then the uh, Easter Monday as well. So we've got an extra couple of uh, days of footy, which would be great. Yeah, we,
1: um, Yeah, well, it's, it's a big weekend always, but this is a, a particularly long one. Uh, tonight's game, uh, what are we, an hour or so from kickoff a bit more, Raiders and Cowboys. Um, the Green Machine. I think they're favourites in this one, aren't they?
3: Yeah, they are. They're $1.50 and the Cowboys two sixty five. The Cowboys beat them at home there about, a, about three or four weeks ago. So the Raiders will be looking forward to making amends back in Canberra. The line's four and a half and there's been a, a big plunge for the Raiders. That's gone from $1.60 into $1.50. The line's gone from three and a half to four and a half. So Canberra at home will be very tough to beat. Both both these sides need to win to stay in touch with the top eight.
1: Oh, I just hope you're right. I hope they're very tough to beat. Rabbitohs and Bulldogs are the first of a couple of good games tomorrow night. Um, what do you got? What do you got yeah. there? Hot favourites? Yeah, they are hot favourites, but I'm liking
3: the Bulldogs at a price here. I'm just not sure how uh, how the Rabbitohs' attack's going to go without Latrell. They're very very clunky early in the season, and they're very short price favourites. They're a dollar twenty-seven. The Bulldogs four dollars. The lines ten and a half. I think the doggies, even though they got uh, belted last week by the Panthers, I think they might bounce back. I think planning will improve from the run. The other market there that I think is a decent bet is the under 39.5 at $2. I think this game will be a low scoring affair. So Mm. if you can keep it under 40, I think it's a decent bet there.
1: Yeah, they haven't really been racking up those big scores this year, have they? The uh, the Bunnies, uh, as we saw a lot of last year. And Panthers uh, against the Broncos. What price? The Broncos.
3: Yeah, the Broncos. They were gutsy enough last week against the Roosters. They they kept it in touch, but without Payne Haas, there's going to be a uh,
0: mm. and there's a
3: couple of other forwards missing. It's going to be very very difficult. The Panthers are 106. The Broncos are ten dollars. The lines out to 22 and a half. So Panthers are expected to win this game by by four tries or more, and be a brave man to think otherwise. Forty and a half the total points there.
1: Righto. Can you uh, can you fill us in on the AFL the Lions and Collingwood? Uh, that's tonight too, isn't it?
3: Yeah, kicks off tonight up in Brisbane and the Lions are short price favorites. They're a dollar eighteen. The Pies are five twenty and the Lions twenty nine and a half. Now it's Lockie Neal's big milestone game. So an option there for punters if you think he's gonna have a big game on his uh, on his milestone match is thirty five plus disposals, you can back him at two dollars forty. You can throw that into the same game multi options. I think he, he always lists to these big games, he's been going very, very well, so I think that might be a decent play for the Punters out there.
1: And the two form sides arguably in the NBL, the, the Hawks and Kings uh, as well do battle tonight.
3: Yeah, it'll be a cracker tonight. The, the Hawks have been well back this afternoon. They're into sixty favourites. The Kings 2.16 and the lines out to two. So, as you say, two of the form sides and they'll be uh, both looking to get a win as it gets closer to finals.
1: Rightio. Well, plenty to get on there. And Top Sport, of course, is the home of the Top Sport's betting multi-download the Top Sport app today and gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Tristo, thanks for joining us, mate, and I uh, hope you and the, uh, the family enjoy the East, your Easter. Thanks, Sam, to you guys. righty all. let's have a break on Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sportage. Drive car with you back soon.
2: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.